Hello, and welcome to Cousin Chat, where we talk about what matters. I'm your host, Donna Pizant, and today we are talking about, well, it's kind of like a follow-up conversation that I have with um, Regina. Regina, say hello to the people. Hello, people. How are you doing? This is going to be a good one, Donna. Yes, I, I'm ready. Um, so Regina and I did a, a conversation or a chat about communication a while ago, and, and, and the rest of it was we have to do better. And so um, this idea came about because I was sitting somewhere. I don't even remember if it was TV or if I was at church, but I know the conversation came up about um, senseless shootings and um, random you know, shootings. And someone made the statement, bullets don't have eyes. And then when I thought about that, I was like, wow, but you know, neither do words. And then when I really started thinking about it, I was like, how many times have you seen on TV where someone was hurt by something that they heard said about them and the words were not said to them directly, but they were still hurt. They were still injured by it. And then even on TV, you you know, they show people contemplating, well, should I say anything? Because I really wasn't supposed to hear it. Should I let them know that I heard what they said? You know, those kinds of questions. And I just started thinking about how people really need to be more careful about what they say and where they say it. Because if you're going to be talking about someone, especially in a negative manner, or even if it's you know, just something that is not intended for a particular person's ears, then you need to make sure that that person is nowhere around because the ramifications that come can come from that are just unlimited. Have you um, seen or heard any um, situations, you know, like this where there was a conversation or there were words said from one person to another, like say A to B, about C, but C happened to overhear. And then it was like, wow, I can't believe they really feel that way. Okay. So, so many layers to this, Donna. Mm-hmm. So let's say you had a conversation and somebody overheard you talking about them. So it wasn't directly supposed to be for their ears, but it was a, the, the topic or subject was about them. Now we got to start questioning other things. So why are we talking to someone else about a, a situation with a person that obviously we didn't talk to that person about because that person never heard it a day in their lives. Exactly. So now we got to kind of go back and say, what? why can I go talk to this person? Why am I trusting this with somebody else? So that's the real issue when you really think about it. What you're, the scenario you're describing is basically like you were saying before, is a casualty. It was just collateral damage. Yeah. But the damage didn't have to be there if you just went to the horse's mouth or yeah, just say, hey, this is what it is. Now, seeing that you didn't do that and now somebody figured this out. Now, that person, I guess we'll call her C, A, B, and then C. Mm-hmm. Okay, so C now has to decide what she's going to do with this. Right. Is she going to take it the negative way and kind of clap back to those two? Is she going to listen to what they say? And maybe there's some truth for just in it. Mm-hmm. Hit dogs do holler and the truth does hurt. Mm-hmm. So it's basically a scenario that it could go all different ways. If you're, if you're kind of that person that go, okay, I didn't like how it was delivered, but 
there was some truth into it maybe I do need to work on this or maybe I do need to stop doing this or whatever the case is you got to be on a whole nother level of maturity to right. be that person that's not easy because the first thing you want to do is clap back when somebody talks about you mm-hmm. so that's the maturity of the person a number of, of lady C lady A and B have their own issues because they are talking about somebody without that person knowing what's happening how can a person correct themselves if you don't bring it to them to help them if it needs to be corrected, because it could be y'all two, and she's good. She's the right one, and y'all two are the right. ones that's wrong. So it just got to kind of bubble to the surface. Everybody needs to know what everybody's talking about. And especially at our age, if we had a scenario like this, and we got to keep talking about somebody, about what they're doing, and we don't bring it to them, shame on us. What are we doing? We just gossiping now. We're right. not even trying to help. So why, what was the purpose of me and you talking about her? Where is that coming from? So there's a lot of layers to this. It's not that simple. Yeah, well, let me add another layer. Oh, gosh. So imagine <laughs> if C <clears throat> is a child or children and the parents are talking mm. or adults are talking about mm-hmm. things that the children have no business hearing, you know, mm-hmm. because there's that saying, every shut eye ain't sleep. Mm. So just because you check to make sure the kids are sleeping, you know, that's how, you know, I um, was binge watching Ally McBeal, <laughs> you know, remember that? Really? Show? Come on. Really? Yes, on Hulu. Because <laughs> I just remember when it came out the first time, I really liked it. So I was like, you know what? I haven't heard that in a long time. I know. But I was watching, you know, and Allie had her own issues, right? But mm-hmm. one thing that started coming to the surface towards the end of the series, I guess mm-hmm. around season three or four, something like that. One thing that started coming to the surface were the issues she had when her parents were, when she was younger, mm-hmm. but her parents were always arguing. Mm. And they showed her like in her flashbacks, like covering her ears, like trying to go into the closet. Like that's how she actually developed her imaginary world. You know, if you're that's not right. familiar with Ally McBeal. She oh yeah, I am. I watched it. You know, our listeners, like if you don't know, she was always going into some kind of fantasy, you know, hallucination or mm-hmm. seeing stingers or hearing things or seeing. But that is something she started doing when she was a kid because she was trying to escape the conversations and fights that her parents were having. And I don't know if they thought she was asleep or not, but she was right in the next room. Mm-hmm. But do you know how often in how many households? kids are probably hearing conversations that they should not be hearing kids hearing about family secrets mm-hmm. you never know who is listening to you no so if you if there is a possibility mm-hmm. that someone who is not supposed to be hearing a conversation is around somewhere and you don't want them to hear what you're saying you really need to be careful because those kinds of things can be damaging. Like say if if, if I'm, even teachers, mm. if you're talking about, well, you know, there are some teachers who talk about students, you know, you gotta be sure that kid is not around the corner. Do you know how much damage you can cause? One conversation <laughs> could damage somebody. One, just one. One, especially an impressionable child or someone who has issues anyway, and you just solidify the issue by saying something and, a lot of people feel that you say something that you didn't say to them you're speaking who you are you're speaking right. your truth 
you're speaking who you are, you're speaking your character, whatever you want to call it, you're doing it. So when you said about children, um, I was raised in a household that our, my parents and my aunts and uncles did not speak about adult things. I didn't hear about a lot of stuff until I was got in my 20s and 30s. And I was amazed how much stuff was going on in my family in the background. Some people didn't like certain people and certain people said this and that and that. And I didn't know, it was real funny, real quick. My dad, he, he used to get into fights at work and I never knew this. And he used to come home and like, I'm like, what are you doing home? And I just, and then when I got older, it just came out that he's he, my father had an anger. We used to get mad at people for me popping them. And I said, I that wasn't meant for me to know that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I was a child. That was not my business. Now this generation, um, our our generation, maybe a little bit younger, and I think it gets worse as we get younger. We feel that we could just talk or whatever, and our kids are supposed to just understand. And our kids need to get with it. And it, it's not that. I don't want to hide everything from my children. I have 17 year olds right now that I'm raising. I do want them to know the real, because it's the real world about to hit them next year, because they consider a adult. But I wanted to direct, gradually get them in there, and I want to match their capacity level. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you can't talk to a nine year old like you talk to a 17 year old. So if you're saying something, especially these parents who are talking bad about the other parent who's not with that child anymore, yeah. that is so damaging. And, you know, I was taught long time ago it's not your job to do that you be the best parent you can and if he's not doing his job it's going to reveal itself when it needs to be when that person your child gets older and, and gets grown they're going to know what the deal is it's not your job to try to say well why are you giving him credit because i'm the one doing this and i'm the one that's not what this is about so you can't talk about people because they're going to bite you in the butt at the end because it shows your character Everything goes to your character. If you got to talk about people behind their back and they happen to hear you or whatever, well, then karma comes back and bites you. So it was meant for that to happen. Maybe that you'll stop doing that. Because, you know, you could say something. I could say something. But the way we deliver it could make it seem a whole different meaning. Right. So I really believe that that's what the case is with a lot of this stuff. And we could just get to the nitty gritty and feel comfortable enough to talk to the people that we need to talk to about our scenarios, then we wouldn't even have this issue that you're talking about. It happens so much. Just go so to the much. source. Like, even if there's a concern, let's say A and B have a concern about C. Mm -hmm. Okay. At some point, you need to talk to C. A and B can't keep talking to each other about C, about C's situation. Well, I can't believe she this, and I think she should, and don't you think she should? And if I were C, I would, at some point, if, if they're your friend, if you care about them, you know, at some point, you need to go to C. A lot of times, this is book that's called The Four Agreements. I don't know if you ever heard of that before. Yes, I ordered it. You told me. I got it. I remember, you, I told you, you order told it? Me, you suggested it for me, yes. Okay, so one of the topics, the first one was being a man, a woman, or your word. And one of the stories in the book state that this woman who came home from work, she was tired, she was aggravated, and her daughter was singing. She was just around the house singing. So it wasn't the fact that her daughter couldn't sing, but her mother was so aggravated and tired, she told her daughter, stop singing. I don't want to hear your voice, just stop singing. So her daughter interpreted that as being, I can't sing. Obviously, I can't sing. Her daughter had a beautiful voice. Her daughter didn't sing for years because of that one comment her mother made to her because her mother was aggravated about work. 
It had nothing to do with the daughter. She just came out the side of her neck because she was upset about work. And she changed her daughter's life in that one outburst. And that's what the mom talking to her. Imagine if the mother was talking to somebody else about her kids singing. Like, mm -hmm. I wish she would stop. She does this every day after work. Today, I just don't feel like that. That's almost worse. Mm -hmm. Like now I know how you really feel, <laughs> you know. Now everything you said is based on feelings. You just said the key word. Yeah. How you make people feel or how people make you feel. So let's look at both ends of it. So if I if I is talking to B, but I can't talk to A, it's because we don't want to hurt C, I mean excuse me, A and B talking. I don't want to hurt C's feelings. So you feel that if I had to directly talk to her, and that's that's a skill that needs to be developed. Yeah, it's not something that everybody has, and the people who do have it, they have it, but they have it really nasty. They don't know how to talk to people. They know how to direct and, and fly, and they'll be like, "Look, let me tell you something." Da -da -da. You don't have to be like that with people, even if you don't agree with what they're doing. You can kind of say, "Hey, listen." Something's going on. I'm not really pleased about whatever. I feel that blah, 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 blah. You'll get more with honey than vinegar, right? So either you get the ones that, that come at you with vinegar or they don't come at you at all because they're scared of how you're going to react to whatever you need to say. A lot of times we talk to other people about people because it makes us feel better about ourselves. That makes sense to you. It does make sense. It makes not you feel so better about yourself because you feel somebody else got something worse than you. It kind of makes you feel better that you can talk about something else's scenario because you're like, well, at least I'm not that, or at least I don't have that issue. Mm -hmm. So you can take this all over. But the thing is, you're still not talking to C. We're not talking to C, but communications is like we had a conversation with uh, communications the last time we talked about it. Right. It's a, a a skill that you have to practice. It's a skill that you have to you have to put work into learning. To do that, to talk to see, takes skill. Some people do get it naturally, but most of us don't. Because we don't want to hear the reaction or we scared of the reaction of the other person. And we said we don't want to hurt their feelings. But when you weigh out the scale, if it's really something they doing and you could tell them they could correct it easily, then for them to keep doing it and all that you do is talking about it, then that kind of says, what kind of friend are you? Exactly. So I really believe that we need to kind of get better with our communication, like we said before. It always get back to we need to get better. So we have to practice this. And as we have never been taught to practice communication. That's a skill. If you cannot talk to your friends and be direct with them and talk to them in a loving, delivery way, just like you talking lovely to B about the scenario to say, how can we help C? Right. Both of you need to do that same thing and go to C and just say, look, you know, we love you. But, but that's kind of like... Your friendships have to start off in that kind of way, or you have to develop it in that way. A lot of us don't go in friendships and say, well, this is how we're going to conduct our friendship, okay? So if you have a problem with me, then I want you to come to me and talk to me, and I want you to explain to me what. And if I have a problem with you, I'm, like, we don't never talk to each other. And like, like, a relationship with a man and woman, a relationship with a friend is the same thing. The only thing is you don't speak to the friend. But you still got to give each other that kind of, you need to talk to each other. Like, okay, what do you expect? If, if I get mad at you, how are we going to handle that? That's things we should be doing, but we don't do that. We just say, hey, you're my friend, I'm my friend. And when situations come, we kind of like buckle up like, okay, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to talk. And then we go to other people. Exactly. And then if something goes wrong, 
the first thing you might think is, well, she should know. Or he should know. Like he's about friends. Right. We've been friends long enough. He knows when I'm upset. Or she knows when, you know, she hurt my feelings. No, sometimes people people don't know. They don't know. And each friendship is different. So I could talk to you, the A and B person could talk, because I feel comfortable talking to you because we have we have a different type of relationship. But with C, I love her too. But we don't really like I never had conflict with her before. And I kind of just leave it alone because I don't want to start conflict because I may saw her deal with somebody else before and she went off. Mm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that person she went off with, you don't know their history either. So you don't know what make that happen. You and her and that person, that person are totally different people. We try to put people in the, in the, in the, in the shell that say, if they react to one person, they act to everybody. No, that's not the case. You don't know everybody's history. You would need to build your history with this person to be able to say, hey, can we talk about something? I don't want you to get, you know, I just want you to, you know, say what you got to say, but can I just talk to you? I really want to explain something to you. It kind of bring down that wall. So yeah. when you start talking, they were able to receive it and they able to, to respond in a way that's productive. I want to go back to uh, say the negative conversation and then see overhearing it. Um, I think it takes a very mature person to deal with the situation and how they handle it because sometimes c may not say anything at all and a and b may have no idea that c ever heard it you know ever so you heard talk, so we can talk about we can talk about masora who, who did the same thing Cheryl underwood oh, Cheryl, right. That's- yeah and um, who may not be familiar with that story go on and share yeah and i'm only reason why i'm telling it because she put it out on the air she actually talked about it on her talk show so that's the only reason why i never usually tell people stuff but she she made a good point and this was a great 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 way of thinking about it so um cheryl underwood had a situation that she was um supposed to be they was she was asked to be at a comedian um like a queens of comedy kind of comedian thing well, she pulled. They had a call to go over the discussion of it, and what happened was she ended up logging on to call early, and she didn't say nothing. But when she didn't say anything, the other comedians who were a part of this thing were talking about her, and they were talking about why they didn't feel she should be on the show, I me mean, on the thing, and just negative, just things about her that wasn't positive. Very negative. So she said instead of her just taking that thing off and started telling them off. She said, let me listen, because you never get the experience to hear other people talk about you when you are not in the room. Right. Because if you're in the room, people are not going to be as freely open, like you said, A and B, right? She took that as a positive. She took it as an experience that most people do not get. She got a piece of paper and a pen, and she just wrote down everything they said about her. So she could go back and reflect and look at it and say, well, maybe this is something I need to work on. Because you never had that third eye. You never have that before. Mm -hmm. So she took it as a learning experience. And she never told them she was on that call until that day on the talk. It was the first time she ever mentioned it. Was that and that was years ago when that happened. Yeah. But she mentioned it because she wanted people to understand. When you're in situations like that, take it as a learning experience. And it could be something that you can work on yourself about. It could be something that you are doing, you don't know you're doing, and other people don't know how to tell you because they, they're, they're, they're all those are the A's and B's on the phone, right? They were all A's and B's on the phone. Mm-hmm. She was the C. And that was a perfect example of what you said. She did not say a word and she wrote it down and she, she looked at it and she figured out, I may need to work on certain things. 
and she did not take it personally. She talked to every single one of them. She loved on them. They did projects together after it. She did not take it personally because she said that was an experience that she needed to go through. She said it hurt for a minute, but she got through it and she realized it did better her at the end. That's an amazing story. Yeah. That's the level that I'm trying to explain that we need to get on. You know, I'm working on that too. We need to get on that level because we can't take stuff personally. That's uh, That was uh, agreement number two in the book. You're not supposed to take nothing personal. Nothing. Everything that people that brings out is on them. It's them. It's not you. You only you can control what happens to you. You can't control what's coming at you. So if A and B is saying something to you, A and B is talking about their character. Their character is coming out of their mouth. You got nothing to do with you. Even though, like you said, you're not the target. You're just the casualty. But it has nothing to do with you. When they talking about, when people talk about people, it's not about the person they're talking about. They're talking about themselves. You see what I'm saying? That makes sense? So if you are a person who can't deal with conflict, if you're a person that can't deal with with uh, uh, negativity or can't deal, whatever you can't deal with, you're doing that because that is you. You're telling, you're telling me that by talking to me. I can't handle talking to C. So I'm gonna have to talk to you. You're telling people who you are by what you do. You know what I'm saying? So that whole, every time I think, I think about that thing, what she said, I was like, wow, yeah. that's maturity well, right there. That that That's a perfect way to kind of close up this um, episode. You know, if you are a follower on IG, I appreciate that. If not, uh, Cousin Chat is on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And our episodes can be found on Apple, Spotify, and also CousinChat.com. That's our website, C-U-Z-N-C-H-A-T.com. And we always like to leave you with something to think about. And today, my takeaway really is just simply just be careful of the words that come out of your mouth. Be careful who you're talking about and why are you talking about them? Like, does, is this a conversation that is necessary to have with someone other than the person you're talking about? Um, Regina, do you have anything to add to the takeaway? I sure do. We are creatures of, of feelings. We go by how people make us feel. So when you have that conversation with A, or I mean, you're A and you have a conversation with B, think about how you would feel if you were B or A. Keep that in mind when you talk about certain things. And anything you do in life, put yourself in someone else's shoes. When you're in the midst of doing something, when you know, believe me, everybody get the feeling. And sometimes we don't listen to it, but we all get that little tingly feeling when we're doing something we shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Are we gossiping? Are we talking about certain things? We know we're not supposed to do it. But for some reason, we get with people that are kind of equally yoked with us on that level, and we just start going. So... Just my point would say, I mean, my takeaway would be put yourself in other people's shoes when you're doing when you're doing those things and see that will stop you from doing it. And maybe you'll go ahead and go to C if you stop talking to B. We, we all need work. You know, nobody's perfect. But thank you, Regina, for joining me today for this chat. Oh, I think thank it you, will really Donna. help some people. I hope so. Yeah, I hope it so. It helped me just talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so until we come back to our next cousin chat, I'm Donna. And I'm Regina. And that's it, folks. Thank you for listening. Be blessed, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.